Welcome to the Happier and Healthier podcast with Nest. My name is Bridget. I am your host, and I am so happy to be back here recording. It's been a minute. I think I haven't recorded one in about a month, so I'm really happy to be recording this one today. Today, I am talking about balancing work and life, and it's based on a Lunch and Learn hosted by Sheila Ann. Sheila Ann came and did a Lunch and Learn for us in January on becoming the CEO of your life, and it was just so good and so potent that we wanted to bring her back again to talk a little bit more about balancing work and life, which I think we all struggle with, myself included. I think the thing that's important to remember when we talk about balance is that it looks different for everyone. So anyone that tries to say, oh, this is the right recipe for balance, or this is what you need to do, do this, this, and this, um, and you'll have balance in your life is kind of, I don't know, unhelpful (laughs) in many ways, just because balance looks so different for everybody and it looks different at different times in your life. So what balance is for you right now is different than what balance was for you five years ago and it's probably different than what balance is going to look like for you five years from now. So one of the things that Sheila really emphasized was that balance is not a destination. It's not a specific recipe. It's a continuous commitment to evaluating your life aspects and prioritizing key aspects of the season based on what you are going through in that moment of your life, in that chapter of your life. And so in order to be balanced, we really need to be flexible and and not rigid and recognize that it is this continuum rather than this set in stone recipe. The other thing that I think is important when talking about balance is trying to come up with some kind of landmark or measurement for balance. And in order to do this, it's important to get clear of what does balance feel like for you. And taking the time to journal, to meditate on what balance feels like, not necessarily what it is in a list, but how does it feel in your body? Does it feel like more ease, less stress? Does it feel um, like more spaciousness or joy? So that when you're efforting towards finding more balance in your life and you take a little pause to check in, am I feeling balanced? You can check in with, am I feeling that ease? Am I feeling that spaciousness? Am I feeling that joy? And creating that measurement or landmark for your balance is really important when we're striving to find balance. So even though there's not one single formula for balance, Sheila talked about how there are three key ingredients for a balanced life. And I want to share those with you today, along with some action steps that you can take towards creating more balance in your life. So the first ingredient to a balanced life is intention. And this kind of goes back to that question of how do I know what balance feels like? And slowing down enough to check in with your body of what does it feel like to be in balance? What does it feel like to be out of balance? And clarifying why is balance important to you? So you can do this through journaling. You might take just take a moment of contemplation or meditation, but having an intention for balance of, of why you want to prioritize, of why you need it, and what it would feel like is the first step, the first ingredient towards creating a more balanced life. The second ingredient is communication. And this one is so important. We need boundaries for balance. There's an excellent Brene Brown quote, love Brene Brown, and it says, compassionate people ask for what they need. They say no when they need to, and when they say yes, they mean it. They're compassionate because boundaries keep them out of resentment. I love this quote because sometimes I think when we're setting boundaries and we're saying no to things, we feel like bad people and we feel guilty or 
yeah, like we're a bad person. But the truth is one of the most compassionate thing we can do for others is to say no to the things that we don't want to do so that we have more energy to give to the things that we do want to do. And we have more presence with our family, more presence with our work, because we're not so drained from saying yes to all those things we really didn't want to do. So communication in a balanced life is super, super important. So the third ingredient for a balanced life, and again, these are very broad ingredients. There's obviously a lot of other different ingredients you'll add in depending on your life and your lifestyle. But the third ingredient that is important for anyone trying to create a more balanced life is time management. <laughs> and I laugh at this one because this one's a little bit of an obvious like, well, duh, but it's so much harder um, to actually do and to implement. So we can talk about time blocking and scheduling, but the truth is when it comes to time management, it's all about sticking to the calendar, sticking to what you have decided to do. So if you set aside a day off, but then you somehow wander to your work email or pick up a work call, right? you're not really sticking to your time management. And while it might seem like you're being more productive picking up that work call or responding to that email, what it's actually doing is draining you and not filling you the way that day off would have so that when you go back to work on Monday or whenever your day off is over and you see more emails, you're a little bit slower, you're a little bit less present, you're a little bit less productive because you had spent some of your day off already taking those calls and emails. So time management is super important. And again, it's not just time blocking and scheduling, although that is really helpful. It's sticking to those times you blocked out. It's sticking to the schedule. But I do realize it's a lot harder to implement. It's easier to talk about than to say. One tool that I really like is the Eisenhower matrix. So this is something you can Google right now. And it's basically a way for you to prioritize what is urgent and important, what is important but not urgent. And it kind of gives you a way to break down your to-do list and your tasks so that you can prioritize um, your time a little bit better. Okay, again, so all of this is easier said than done, but eventually we have to apply some of these ingredients um, to our lives. We have to take action to create a balanced life. So Sheila has some suggestions for this. When it comes to the home life, um, whether you have family or you're living by yourself, it's nice to have a calendar, have something set up on visually for you to see. I personally cannot get rid of my paper calendar, <laughs> even though I have almost everything on my phone and on my laptop. I need that paper calendar to kind of see where do I have too much work in one space? Where do I have not enough um, playtime or free time? Where am I spending a little bit too much time in social engagements? It's easier for me to see and visualize on a paper calendar. That's just my choice. But a calendar of any type is definitely advised when you're trying to balance your life. Um, the other thing that is advised is to schedule in your joyful activities. So let's say you know you have Saturday off and you really want to take a hike in, in the woods or you really want to go... Um, go to the museum. Rather than just say, oh, I think I'm going to do that and leave the day open, go ahead and write that down on your calendar. Mark that down, block off the hours, and commit to it. Again, it's most important not just writing it down, but sticking to it, actually doing that joyful activity. Um, but scheduling them can be helpful and help keep us accountable for actually following through. Another thing to do is to create non-negotiables. What are things in your daily life that you absolutely need to feel balanced? So maybe that's meditation, maybe that's taking a yoga class, 
Clearly, those are my non-negotiables. Maybe for you, you need a little bit of TV time. Maybe you need a little bit of TikTok time. Maybe you like to draw or paint. And if you have a non-negotiable like that, can you find 30 minutes or 10 minutes or five minutes of of the day for you to schedule that in? So maybe you want to paint and you schedule in, I'm going to paint after work from 5.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. every day. Put that on your calendar and make it a non-negotiable. Uh, Another good rule of thumb is to say no. Boundaries again. Say no to social engagements or anything that isn't of your best interest. And finding out what is in your best interest is going to be very personal to you. So you might have to take the time to sit and contemplate, is this going to be in my interest? Is this engagement going to fill me up? Is it going to drain me? Is it going to help with networking? Or is this just, you know, something I really don't want to do? And if it's something you really don't want to do, say no. Um, you can also, if you are living with other people, you can delegate chores um, and you can communicate your needs consistently. So if you you know, have a family or you have a partner and you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with work and feeling like you don't have enough balance outside of work to do the things you love, maybe you negotiate with your partner or whoever you're living with to take off some of your home chores that week so that you can get that free time you need so that you can be a little bit more present in other areas of your life. When it comes to work, some ways that we can take action are to schedule in buffers. So this could be as simple as five-minute stretch breaks in between, you know, every hour. Or maybe you schedule a little buffer every three hours to go take a walk around the building, depending on how cold it is outside. Um, But those little buffers can make a big difference. Uh, And I personally, I don't like to sit down for longer than an hour. So again, just standing up, taking a little stretch break every hour can be huge. The other big thing um, is communicating when you're offline. So maybe you know you're taking the day off or you know you're taking a vacation, but make sure it's well communicated to your employees, to your colleagues, that you're going to be out of service. You're not going to be available so that you can stick to that commitment, right? If you're taking time off, you're prioritizing that free time. And so you need to make sure that that priority has been communicated to other people so that you know they can respect your priorities, Um, Another great thing to do is to have an accountability partner. Um, But I do want to say and recognize that a lot of people do work 24-7. They have jobs where they're on call and they simply cannot take off space. And what do we do in those situations? This actually came up as a question in the Lunch and Learn, and I thought it was a really great question, and there are some really beautiful responses. I think the first key thing to remember is that We really can't show up for people, whether it's um, our colleagues or our clients or our family or our friends, when we're completely drained. And it's so important that we prioritize things that fill us up and make us feel good and take time for that so that we can feel more present. We can actually serve from a place of of heart and from a place of, of kindness rather than out of bitterness or resentment like the Brene Brown quote talked about. So... The other thing is learning what is it that fills your cup. If you know that you're on call for the next three days, what is something that you know is going to fill your cup so that you're prepared to answer those calls or to run into work or to do those things? Is it taking 10 minutes to read a book? Is it meditation? Is it going for a run? What can you do and can you prioritize that 
um, before you're on call. Or if you have the space, do it while you're on call, you know, with your cell phone next to you. But keeping those activities as a priority, knowing what those activities are so that your cup can remain full as you continue to work this like demanding on-call 24-7 job. So those were some of my takeaways from this Lunch and Learn, which I found really beneficial. I think finding balance in life is so hard. And again, there's not this one-size-fits-all recipe. There's some key ingredients, but other than that, it's up to you. It depends on your life. It depends on what you're going through. Some people are balancing family. Some people are balancing pets. Some people are balancing moving across the country. Like We all have these different things going on in our life, and finding balance in each chapter of our life is going to be a little bit different. But I do think it is really worth the effort to try to find balance, to to take the time to journal about what it means to you, to get clear on a measurement for it, and um, to, to schedule the time and to have the communication to build a balanced life. I want to leave you with a couple questions that Sheila left us with, which were just questions for you to journal or just think about. And the first one is, What is one thing that you can do right now to create more balance in your life? What is just one thing, rather than trying to tackle everything, rather than trying to rearrange your whole schedule, what is one thing you could do, maybe even today, to create more balance? Maybe it's taking that stretch break in between emails. Maybe it's taking a yoga class after work. Maybe it's... um, canceling poker night and spending a movie night with your family instead or maybe it's you know canceling movie night and going to poker night depending on your needs so what what is one thing that you can do to feel a little bit more balanced today and another question to think about is who can help hold you accountable in your balance goals do you have a best friend a a feather fellow employee or a partner who can kind of check in on you in a week or two weeks and say, how are you doing? Do you feel balanced? Um, Accountability partners are great. I have two more questions. One is, how will I know if I've been successful? So that goes back to that measurement piece that we talked about at the very beginning. How do you know what it feels like to be balanced? So that when you check in with yourself, you can say, oh, I'm feeling this ease or whatever it is that you think balance feels like and you can measure it and then the last question is if you are making an effort towards living a more balanced life and you do the check-in and you find that yes I'm feeling more balanced and you've achieved that goal of balance that you've been trying to achieve for the last couple weeks how will you celebrate how will you celebrate what are you going to do to celebrate living a more balanced life So those are the questions that Sheila ended the Lunch and Learn with, and I wanted to leave them with you. I hope that you found this little 10-minute podcast helpful and helping you to create a more balanced life. I just want to end with one more time reminding you that balance looks different for everyone, and it looks different in different phases of your life. So please be gentle with yourself. Be kind as we are all learning how to walk this tightrope of life. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we look forward to having you listen in next time.